Buzz Babies, and welcome back to another episode of Blake's Buzz. This week, I've got two rock star creators in the house. I am such a big fan of the comics and the work they're putting out. I've got Hugo Award-winning, best-selling author Sarah Gailey in the house. What's up, Sarah? I've got comic book rock star. She's on all the covers. She's in all the books. She's just everywhere, baby. Liana Kangas is in the house. Oh, my God. <laughs> I cannot believe you two agreed <laughs> to do Blake's Buzz. I'm sorry, and th- I am totally thankful. <laughs> but I'm so stoked to talk to you both. I am a big, big fan of both of your both of your works. Uh, we'll we'll get a little bit more into this, but I love. It's funny in the green room, folks. We were talking about taxes and freelance and money and <laughs> and the government and a lot of these books that that these these two insanely talented creators are, are making are about like giving power to the have nots and literally eating the rich from which I can't wait to talk about eat the rich from boom studios uh, where I, but what we came to talk about basically the, how this originally came to be was know your station. You two came together. Uh, somehow uh, you got Liana to do interior works. I, cause I mean, she's doing all the covers and stuff and I, I miss, I miss the Liana interior pages. So I, I'm very excited when they, when they pop up these days. Uh, cause it's like, you know, I, I feel like the cover artist gig is is like the sought out, like you know, it's like that's the that's the job you want, right? You still have crazy deadlines, but they're maybe a little bit more manageable, and or maybe I'm totally wrong here because I'm not an artist. But uh, you know, uh, how how did you get Liana on interiors, or was that like a boom deal, or like Sarah, did you did you send like gift baskets, or like what? How did this happen? <laughs> Well, I I can't give away all of my secrets, but I will tell you that at a certain planetary alignment, if you make a blood sacrifice at exactly the right crossroads, you have a 1% better chance of getting to work with someone as amazing as Leanna on your interiors. Um, no, we, we were match made by, uh, by my, our, well, our editor, um, Elizabeth Bray at Boom Studios. Um, Elizabeth said, I know who we need for this book. I know who is going to be able to carry this story visually and um i i could not be more thankful to whatever miracle of circumstance made it so that i got to be the person who that landed with because i mean working with liana you've you've seen liana's art their art is stunning and spectacular and gets better every time they make Mm -hmm. something which i think is nuts every time i make something i'm trying to still be good at what i do (laughs) and every time liana makes something the craft level just expands and gets better and more exciting and more interesting um and i'm kind of just like hanging on to that rocket ship with the death grip i'm like (laughs) i want to see what they get to do next I, I agree. It's uh, watching Liana's it, the vibe and the colors are there, right? That that color palette, that that very uh, like like Lisa Frank on acid color palette I, that I love so much. And, and it just like it makes your eyeballs burn in a good way. Right. You have to squint when you look at those covers and, and those pages sometimes. Um, but, you know, Liana's voice is very prevalent, but it, it does they change and, and they like the, the details and the character work and the, the, the way faces are animated. Uh, and then like looking at the, the new covers for blacksmith from Ahoy that you're doing with, uh, on Eric's book, Eric always has been on the show a few times, always speaks very, very highly of you, by the way. Um, I told him, I would say that, please tell him I said, no, I'm kidding. <laughs> I will. I will. Listen, it's, if it's all great. I, I wish I knew all I had to do was join Blake's buzz to get complimented for an entire hour. I would do this more often. <laughs> That's, this is like great my, for my ego. Whole, I don't know. Like, that's that's how I do it. Yeah, yeah, it, yeah, it's everybody. A couple people have told me like when I do the intros, like some people are like, "Can you like do my outgoing voicemail? Can I just like call you when I'm having a bad day?" Uh, no, it's, I'm 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 known for high energy and, and being positive, and it's. I just I love comics. I I really really love comics, and uh, you know the the grad school nerd in me. You know when I used to pay a whole bunch of money to get to talk to writers and artists and do like guest lectures and stuff. Like I thought that was so cool, and and now I get to do that like on my I get to do that, and I'm in like control of it. And so it's uh, I, as I mentioned before, like I'm I'm very very lucky. I've been I've been so lucky in my in my podcast career, and 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 now I get to say comic book career in, in a way, and uh, and it's it's because of awesome people like you both that give me the time of day that come on my show. I know 
come talking to weirdos like me helps helps move books helps build awareness and stuff right um but you know i i also know that there are deadlines and people get busy and and you know especially when you're not familiar you know you're not always familiar with the host and the platform and you know so I, I so i get it and so i just always appreciate it when 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 you all give me the the time of day and and that makes me excited and and i'm hoping that that excitement like you know blasts out of me through the wires through the internet into people's wallets that they can then empty into amazon or the local comic book shop or whatever means necessary uh to pick up some of the awesome books that y'all are making and as i mentioned y'all are making some awesome 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 books know your station uh i loved first of all just like i don't do solicits a lot because i think they give away too much sometimes i get why they're needed and helpful with pre-orders but i like to kind of go in like dumb right and just like i'm a blank empty space just ready to absorb whatever is is spilt on the pages right and so this beautiful quirky drug-induced whodunit uh just like flew in off my radar uh and like rocked me from issue one to five uh no no weak spots all bangers all slaps all the time like every panel was strong writing was strong art was excellent uh you both did such a great job and i could feel that you guys you it felt like you were vibing really hard like both of you really really enjoyed working together like that seeped through the pages and if 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 you both happen to hate each other then you're doing a great job faking it like it's yeah, hiding it, yeah. <laughs> yeah we do have Super a blood villains yeah yeah mm-hmm. well, i i know you mentioned when it starts in blood magic you never really know what way it's if i've learned anything from dragon age it's that you know it'll help you get to the final boss but at what cost right there's always there's always a cost affiliated with with the blood magic but sometimes that cost gets you liana kangas interior so like you gotta take you gotta take the risk but risk or comics it's a lifetime of spiritual warfare. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> that is high praise. That's <laughs> that's better than anything I could come up with. And they um, wonder why I keep coming back to keep collaborating. So, <laughs> well, good. I whatever whatever needs to happen to keep the magic alive. Because I I really hope that with as busy as you two are, like I hope in the fu- in the hopefully near future um I, w- I would love to see you both do more projects together it's it's just the the i want it the people want it comics need it i like that's that's how i think about that but like know your station the trade's out right so like everybody can you can go get the trade you can hunt down the singles if you want if, if you want some there's like some great covers and variants you can get uh it's from boom studios five issues there's it's it's about artificial well it's about a lot of things but a lot of it's about artificial intelligence and it was weird i read this a few months ago right when we initially planned to do the interview and then things got delayed because of con season and stuff and and i read it again to make sure it was like you know at the top of you know i wanted i wanted to be like fresh and dressed to impress right and it, I just couldn't help but think about like all the current discourse in artificial intelligence. It, we're we're bombarded with it every day, and and you know it, as as you know Liana as as an artist, like you know your it's like your voice is in danger, right? From from the this like villain in vacuum on the internet, like coming by and 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 sucking up all your hard work so that some untalented nerd can put in a fucking sentence and and spit it out and use your artwork right without paying you and and it's it, and it's it's terrifying and it's sad and it's 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 hurtful to the industry and and it's it's hurtful to you all uh but it was interesting reading this Pete reading this comic cuz you there are definite notions and threads that you're playing with that that echo into the, the what we're seeing in history right now right but you both give a lot of like hope and heart and a second chance to artificial intelligence too like you you don't you don't cast out bridget you 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 like you keep her in this you know you you, you let her have friends you let her have a community you let uh is, is are we like doing the, spoilers for this podcast i mean yeah it's all uh, make sure we okay. can't, spoiler alert if i say something sorry but the book's been out for a while so it's your fault for not reading it audience <laughs> you should have read it a long time ago uh you should have bought all the issues and the trade already um but yeah it's like do, do you all have like is that like a kind of commentary or a metaphor like do you, do you have hope like maybe that the, this technology could be used for good or was that just like 
this was like this organic means of storytelling that worked for us and and like fuck what's happening in the real world right now like was there <laughs> what kind of balance are, are we trying to strike here i was really interested in that i mean i think that i don't want to <clears throat> i don't want to speak wholly for both of us on this but i can share my point of view and i think liana and i share a lot of a lot of opinions in this direction otherwise we wouldn't have been able to make this book together i, I think <laughs> yeah. by the time we got to the ending we were in a place where liana would have been like what the fuck's the matter with you <laughs> um, I mean, the thing about about artificial intelligence, both the idea of true artificial intelligence and what we're working with now, which is really like language modeling mm -hmm. <clears throat> and excuse me, and predictive text software and like autocomplete on steroids, is that the the AI is not the villain. The AI is not the thing that's stealing art mm. and trying to monetize that theft. There are human beings who are doing that. Um, the yeah, AI I hate is the, doing... I hate the user, not the tool. Hmm. Yeah, the AI is doing what it's programmed to do and what it's built for. And that doesn't make AI bad or evil or irredeemable. And of course, in this story, um, we built an AI in St. Bridget who is like lovable and your friend. Um, and we until she's not <laughs> well, it, until she's not but if she's not your friend maybe you need to do some reflecting that's true yes. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> on this mortal coil do some deep soul um, searching but yeah we we don't we don't get rid of people in our communities even when they do things that are wrong especially when the wrong things that they do are out of a sense of necessity or hmm. uh inevitability we don't we don't get rid of the people who are part of our community we find ways to fix the circumstances that make them do the things they do even if fixing those circumstances happens to mean a handful of very specific very wealthy people meet an incredibly violent end <laughs> Now, it Liana, when you, <laughs> when, when you were looking at these scripts, Liana, the, you're, the, the stuff I've seen from you isn't really as violent as you all went. And I, I mean, there are, there are very like scenes that like reminded me of like seven. Right. And, and like these like really intense, uh, like, like horror fueled crime scenes that that are so explicit in nature that there's there's like a story behind them right there's reason there we find out later it's it's art right and and uh what was it like for you to take those scripts and and make them real like did were you kind of into it like were you, were you like oh this is like I, I was something like you've been wanting to try and experiment with or or did you have to like did you have to like go into like a dark place and like like leave your office of like the, the bright colors and the beautiful like organized shell because i've i've seen your streams from from your awesome like home office and like it's just so vibrant and and uh like it just it, it some of this seemed like not not your style but had your style displayed horrifically and and it was just like it was really cool to witness and i was wondering if it was like a challenge for you or if you're just are you like one of those cool kind of broken sick puppies like the rest of us and you were just like no i loved going to the dark places i want to keep oh, going I'm definitely to the dark places. broken i it, uh for for those who don't know um or haven't been following me for a long time i'm actually a really huge horror fan like i love horror movies um I, you know i grew up going to like halloween horror nights i love nice. haunted houses i love ghosts i love aliens i love everything um and just because uh my environment reflects like what's interesting is like i think a lot of my environments reflect a lot of the work i do because i really like bright colors and utilizing that to convey interesting moods and tones because i think it saturation really helps enhance like um the intensity of mm. uh of like emotions and feelings and this book particularly like i haven't done a lot of gore in my work before and so when Elizabeth had asked me uh, if I was interested in the project, I said, yes, but we originally had a meeting, uh, me, Gailey, and the rest of Boom. Um, and get, one of Gailey's first questions, like before we knew each other was how comfortable I felt in terms of like the detail and the level of um, how fucked up this book gets, honestly. And I was like, I don't know if I really have like a hard line in terms of uh, certain types of gore, like body horror. Um, so it was a really interesting way to uh, explore my work in that area and also get feedback for it from both uh, Gailey and our editor, Elizabeth, um, who 
was incredibly helpful in terms of specifically the murder scenes. Um, because this was my first work, it was really nice to work with them in order to make it stand, like make it, um, you know, very iconic in a way. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, I loved working at it. I who knew? Uh, and and yeah, I again like most of the comics I read, you know, outside of my regular like watching movies and stuff like that. A lot of comics I started with were uh, like Johnny the Homicidal Maniac and nice, you know, outside of like manga and things like that. Um, so uh, and you know, Thirty Days of Night and stuff that was coming out at that time. So, yeah, I, it's nice to finally get to draw horror. <laughs> I love because that I you were able to could when you look at my work, you know? Yeah. Well, and like, like I said, like even your, your, the covers you've done for like blacksmith and stuff too. I like, I can tell there's like that spark in you. Right. But it's, you do, you don't do as many interior pages anymore. And I, I get it. Cause like the schedule or then like, you get signed on for for America, and then you have like uh, you have uh, hundreds of pages to draw all of a sudden, right? And and so like your your schedule fills up quick, and so you got to be you know like the way you pick and choose projects is probably like exhausting, and I don't I don't like uh, I'm not jealous of that at all, right? Because I feel like especially like for Kickstarters and stuff, I know I know it's, it's very cool of you to, and I know people pay for it, but you know you do you do the occasional like Kickstarter cover, and and I don't I don't know if you I'm sure you do realize it, but like the audience people listening like when a when a big artist like like Skylar Patridge or Liana like when they come in and do a Kickstarter cover like that helps the team so much like it's it's a big selling point it's it's a big image to promote the book and and it kind of just gets more eyes on it and in the crowdfunding scene right now that's you know everybody wants to keep talking about the algorithms and like yeah the algorithms are a problem but being seen in the crowdfunding sphere sphere right now, just because it's so, it's so widely populated uh, and, and it's, it's harder and harder for people to get seen. And so when you offer your services to like the, the indie indie side of things, I just think that's like so insanely cool. And, and I know that as you get busier and busier, it, it gets harder to, to do stuff like that. And so like, I just want, you to know, like people like me who get it, see it and respect it. And again, I just want to remind you that it's people like me in the know who are legit because <laughs> i'm gonna make this all about me no um but anyways like uh, it, it's uh I've, I've seen some of the the darker vibes in, in your covers but nothing prepared me for for what you two brought to the kitchen and and know your station and 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 sarah like one of my favorite tropes is the unreliable narrator and you did such a fantastic job with this un- with, with 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 multiple un- like there who could we rely on really until like the final issue till we cuz I, I mean we have this artificial intelligence that like we are hesitant to trust uh because we we see saint bridget pretty much through the gaze of of a of a drug addict and even as even a for a short time recovering drug addict it, but i mean recovery is no easy process and and it's not like you're at you're at full bore during recovery right so it's like we can't ever really know who to trust what's real what's happening uh, and, and even with that, it, it's still like progressing from panel to panel, from page to page was just effortless. Like it, it, you do nothing about this book makes you want to set it down. Everything about it makes you want to experience it. Like it, it, you all are so lucky that you can go get this trade right now because you can you can sit down and, and just have a wild nutso fucking ride for a couple hours and and just like and just accumulate it all and, and sit in your chair or lay back on your couch and just be like, holy shit man and like because that's how it is and and i don't i won't spoil the ending ending but like that big splash in the oh my god the final page was so lovely and intensely fucked up and and like it was just like like, all of my emotions were just pulled everywhere i was i was just i was like oh my god this is incredibly sweet and i believe in second chances too and also this is terrifying this is horrific my blake spots uh pull quote from you is holy shit man um so just saying you can put that on there like i'll allow it (laughs) 
the journey we took with that final splash was such a blast because it both was like of us three days like, yeah yeah oh, wow both both of us were like i don't want this collab to be over and so yeah. we kind of sat on that last page and kept, I kept sending about like it. little tiny like edits and stuff to you and i was like how's this what do you think yeah, and, yeah. every edit i was like Ooh, i love this but it also it was like I don't know. I like I like to end issues on a splash, um, both because I'm a big splash page fan. I like Same. like my big formative um, comics reading experience was with um, Blade of the Immortal, which is like mm. the splash and two page spread king of, of comics for me. And I also love the way that a splash page can be like a plot punchline. Splash pages mm-hmm. are an opportunity to really like nail a story beat. And so we were like workshopping the punchline of this series for so long and we're able to make it so collaborative. And that last splash page, I feel like is like our little, our little baby that we made. I just look at it and I'm like, wow, it grew up so big and strong. (laughs) It is the pinnacle of like how we, uh, like we were talking all the time while collaborating. And so it was like the finale, which is awful because we didn't want the book to end, obviously. But it was truly like a, I I have to give Gailey so much credit. They are so patient with me being like, you know, constantly sending ideas or questions and like wanting it to be more of a collaboration than it, than I think some artists take books. Mm. And I think one of the reasons why I love collaborating with Sarah is because we get to be on the same page all the time and like work that page out. Nice. I love this story because it both like really shows. I love how you, neither of you wanted the book to end, right? You wanted to like keep working together and, 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 and up to the final page, like the little like baby step edits, right. To both like prolong the process and to really make a strong, cause that the, the finish was strong. Like it was there, like the book itself is, is, is full of strengths and, and a powerful, wonderful read, but like it's, you know, I, I get to read a lot of comics and I'm on a lot of press lists and, and I get too many comics to read a week than I like, than I have time to read. And, um, but I'm, I'm very lucky in that regard. And I get to, see a lot of new stuff coming out and it it is it is rare when when that final page whether it's the end of an issue or the end of a trade or the end of an arc when like when it knocks the fucking wind out of you when it you know when it's just like you you feel it in your in your guts and your bone marrow and and like your nerves like tingle like it just like i felt it and it and it and it was it was so visceral and creepy and and like i said the the mixture of emotions, which is, you know, where great horror comes from, right? Like to truly scare someone, you need to make them laugh. You need to make them feel comfortable. You need to make them feel loved so that when you take all that away from them and send them to the dark place, it's even darker and worse. It's it's strategic, but it's, it's, it's smart writing and smart storytelling from both of you. You both did it like absolutely flawlessly. Uh, and, and I, I love, I love the extra time that you spent getting to, to know each other and make that last page what it is because i mean that's that's gonna that's gonna go down i mean people people better be talking about this book for a long time if not then people need to be reading better comics i don't know i don't know what to tell you out there listeners read better shit uh but it's you just you just really you really understood the assignment right as this as the saying goes and and the payoff was just absolutely huge and you know i and and i expect nothing less i would i would have been i would have been irritated if if you guys shit the bed on on the ending right like you're you're both really strong storytellers and you have really great powerful careers and and name recognition and people know you and you you know you 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 bring the goods and so to to get both of you together right it was like it was like oh this is gonna this is this is gonna get real right you know and 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 so like you you kind of had to pull it off you you both didn't have a choice like did you ever feel like any any of that pressure like or when you're when when you get like the collaborators you want and the cool story you want and and you're and you're you're taking it to these weird places and uh, do, do you ever like get pressured and because you know was, the comic got well reviewed like as the issues were coming out and do you ever get nervous you're like oh my did we pull it did we did we pull it off did we make it happen or or did you both feel like confident and we were like no we fucking landed this shit we this was the moon landing if it really happened I, i'm we're not gonna as a joke we're not gonna get i'm not a weird <laughs> conspiracy theorist <laughs> I will say my favorite moon landing um, explanation is that it was faked, but Stanley Kubrick is so was so committed to um, the excellence of his craft that he faked it by actually developing rocket ships and sending people to the moon and filming them there. (laughs) 
I like that. I like that. Uh, I think for me personally, it was like, oh, sorry. No, you. I was going to say, for me, it was a roller coaster because when I was brought on, I didn't know Sarah at all. And I was terrified, like, you know, performance anxiety of like sending in like what I want to be my best work ever. Also working with Boom for the first time. Also finally getting to work with Elizabeth on a long term project. And so it was like a trifecta of like full blown anxiety, which is great (laughs) for working, honestly, just like bottle all that up and like put it on put it on the page yeah but by the yeah by the end of it it was like every page we would by the time we were talking like every day it was like oh man we fucking killed this like this is so fucking good and like like both of us just like hyping each other up but then also being like can't wait to see the pages from rebecca and like freaking (laughs) out like constantly it was so great and like I think I remember when, Sarah, when you messaged me about the final script or whatever, and you were asking me questions, and we had, like, a call, and I think you kept asking me, like, how I felt about it. I was like, no, dude, this is so fucking good. This is so fucking good. Like, every time, I was like, I don't even know what else to say. I was like, this is fucking genius. So uh, it's nice to have a collaborator that treats you as equally. That's like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. And, like, Gailey would send me, like, screenshots being like, I love this so much. And I'm like, oh, I love, like, uh, you know, reinforcers. Like, <laughs> Yeah, the validation is real. Like, it's, it's oh, yeah. definitely nice. <laughs> mm-hmm. Especially yeah, in comics I- where it can feel like you're, you're screaming into the void a lot, right? So when, when you find someone you can work with and like, and, and you're texting and emailing all the time and you know, you're not, you know, you're not annoying anyone. Right. And you're like, they're as excited to hear from you as you are from them. And, and you're, you're both excited about the same project. I, I, I love hearing all this. Cause like I said, you, you feel it when you read it, even though it's, it's kind of dark and weird. And, and, and like I said earlier, drug induced, right. It's, it, you can tell that you were both at a good place and, and comfortable with each other. I mean, that's, that's why the weirdness works in the book is because you two could get weird with each other kind of right. Like you were, you were like, you were like, I'm a weirdo. So is my co-creator and everybody's fine with it. And we're going to make a weird fucking book and people are going to love it. Like it just, the, all the powers combined. It was like Captain Planet. I mean, that's like, that's what makes, I think that's what makes for good work is when you have someone who encourages you into your, your most extreme narrative excesses. Every time I pull back in something that I'm making and I try to appeal to like normies, every time I'm like, okay, a civilian (laughs) will be able to relate to this. I end up making garbage. And when I'm working with someone who's like, no, make it, make it weirder. I like this. I like this weird flavor you're doing. Do more of that. It ends up being better and Liana encouraged me so much as we were working on this together. Every time I would be like, I don't know if my work is good enough for Liana's art. Liana would be like, I really like what you did in the script. And I'd be like, okay, we can write another one. Nice. Now, when you're doing prose, uh, when when you don't have that, I mean, I know you have like an editor and, and proofreaders and you probably have like your your circle of like, creative friends that you share stuff with right but like when when you're writing your prose and it's and it's more of like a solitary deal uh, how do you um how do you judge that like uh, that weirdness level that we were kind of just talking about where like when when you don't necessarily have someone like constantly sending you emails and, and encouraging you to kind of like push the boundaries and, and take, you know, different narrative risks and stuff. Like, do you, are, are you able to push yourself or, or do you rely on your editor or like, cause it's, it's interesting. Like, cause you, you have your fucking best-selling author, award-winning author. You've done a lot. You have like all these huge achievements on, on top of like making some really dope comics now. Right. But it's prose is definitely a different animal to wrestle with than than the the collaborative nature of comics and and so how do you how do you bring out your true self in in your in your prose um i mean it's kind of a combination of both right i absolutely rely on my editors every good editor who i've ever worked with has said here is where i can see you holding back and let's like push it a little further but also prose is so solitary um as a craft compared to comics in prose when Mm -hmm. i'm writing i'm writing to be in conversation with the story in comics i'm writing to be in conversation with liana i'm writing a prose to a a script to say liana what do we want to make together and in prose, I'm writing to the story. And as a result, I become completely deranged. I become a horrible creature in this exact chair. I just turn <laughs> into like a, a demon of idea. And then I 
remove whatever like uh, brain mucus it aggregates inside of that demon, and I put that onto the page, and that's usually <laughs> like like several shades weirder than I'm able to be when I'm not around me. That visceral explanation was very uh, apropos. Yeah. <laughs> the the brain mucus, like I. I'm gonna remember that forever. Uh, <laughs> it's it's like good. You got to get it out. Yeah, you got to sweat it out or get it out somehow, right? Uh, you know, and, yeah. and, and you when you can, when you can focus spell. it. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so that's why you're both so like nice and up, upbeat and, and friendly. Is you're like you're you're constantly getting the brain mucus out uh, like anywhere you need it, and then and then when you like show up for the podcast and stuff, you're like I'm the world's best human being nice to meet you okay i dig this i dig this that's cool uh it's when i've talked to other horror writers i because i when i first started doing interviews i i kind of was shocked when i had some of the the, the comic horror guys on and and i because I, I you always imagine them they're they're gonna be like everything is pain and hurts all the time you know and it's but they're not they're lively and and bright and funny and and then you talk to them and it's like oh because they they get their demons out in a very organic healthy manner and then make money on it or make some money on its comics right it's, we could all make more money in comics but like it, you know it's they they are able to like make a living on it and get it out to the masses and like make something with it they strike me as people that go to therapy you know like yeah, they yeah. just they have their <laughs> shit together yeah every horror person every horror creator i've ever met is like the nicest the funniest the most talented and very put together <laughs> <laughs> that's very that's so true i they should do a they should have like ted talks or a seminar for just like how to how to human just like just like bottle up that brain human. mucus yeah and sell it <laughs> sell it to I me mean, in a back alley somewhere i think that the real answer honestly is that it's because the the bad stuff doesn't take us by surprise right because we're simmering oh. in it and we look right at it and we look deep into it we flip over rocks and we say what's what's horrible under here and we spend so much time looking at it that it doesn't like the bad stuff isn't impossible to live alongside and so you learn how to be excited about stuff even oh. with the horrible stuff all around you now i'm jealous I want to. I want to. I want the world not to break me. I want to look under the rocks and be like, "Fuck you! What's under there?" I'm Blake Moore. Yeah, I'm ready Sing for you. Sing to the mucus. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, that's 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 awesome. Um, now, I I do want to I do want to talk about some of your the other projects you both have going on um, because they're also amazing. Uh, I think. I think anybody listening knows you should go buy Know Your Station. If if I haven't done a good job selling that, I'm sorry, but it's it's good. Uh, but Sarah, you have another cool book from Boom, which really brought me back to a lot of my like childhood teenage angst that I had forgotten about in The Vampire Slayer, and I had forgotten like how much. I fucking loved Buffy and Spike and Willow and, and, and Angel and like all these, these. That was such. I was so addicted. That was like it was like Dawson's Creek, but vampires, right? And I loved <laughs> Dawson's Creek too. I'm not. I mean that as not a low blow. It was just like the these this, the childhood soap operas that like just really sang to me. And you just wrapped up 16 issues of that, and it was very cool because you turned it on its head, right? Buffy's not the Slayer anymore. Willow gets the the slaying power and has to learn how to willows very much not necessarily a vampire slayer you turn her into one very organically and seamlessly or not seamlessly it was it was she goes through some shit to get there but like <laughs> it was so cool that you that you took all these all these characters that we are all very whether we remembered it or not it comes back to us and we were like wow we were attached to these people i started remembering bits and pieces of the show that i thought i forgot about the the characters and stuff like everybody did things that made sense based on you know what i remembered on the show and and the writing was so great the dialogue was good it, it just it all felt it felt like you were writing the show back then you know it was like a seamless integration and uh, the, the the fourth and final trade comes out in December. You can pre-order that. It's in previews right now. So there's going to be, there's four trades that for the first three are out right now. If you guys want to go check those out, I, if you've ever watched Buffy the Vampire Slayer, and it, actually if you haven't, it's just a good vampire comic. But if you're a fan of any fan of all of Buffy, like you're, 
you're in good hands and you're in for a fucking treat. Um, but was was or were you, were you a big Buffy nerd? Like I feel like are you? I feel like you're a giant, but or you had to be, or either that or you did an impeccable amount of research and put any researching author to shame, like because it was so good. I mean. I loved Buffy, I think, the same way that you're saying you love Buffy. I was watching it like a soap opera when it was on, um, and I loved it. And then when it stopped being on, I sort of like stepped away from it a little bit, but it, it still is so much in the in the water of contemporary media. I mean, mm. that show influenced everything that came after it. That show like introduced horror and monsters mm. into a lot of mainstream like network television it brought that like teen soapiness into a lot of network television i maintain that buffy walked so that pretty little liars could jog so that riverdale could run um and it's it's in everything and of course joss whedon had a huge influence on pop culture from that show forward right and Mm. we've spent a lot of time in the last several years unpacking that influence and saying where do we wish that that influence maybe wasn't (laughs) present but it is present and undeniable and so i think any immersion in pop culture between like what like 1997 and now you're interacting with Buffy, whether you realize it or not. Yeah. But when I when I picked up this IP to write for, I did so much research. I rewatched so much Buffy. I was reading comics, and it was like it was like coming home in a way. It was like, oh, this show influenced everything. Nice. <laughs> I bet that was fun. I bet that was fun. I like when the research doesn't feel like re- like because I I call it like podcast homework. Like when I when I deep dive into and and like you know google google y'all and and read your stuff and because i take i've i take pride in in actually reading the books of my guests i i've found out over the last few months that that's not always the case with podcasters and and that like i i still can't believe that like i I, people tell me all the time they're like blake i I was it's so cool you actually read the book and i'm like what the fuck would we have talked about for an hour if all even if i just read the solicit like is your real you're gonna find out real quickly like this dude has no fucking idea what we've worked on and you know like there's only so much so anyway you can always tell you can always tell when the person who you're talking to hasn't touched your work and they're like i had this one interview i wrote a book uh called magic for liars a while ago i did this interview where the person's questions were so liars tell me about those and magic what's that have to do with it and i was like okay <laughs> yeah you you didn't even read the cover copy oh no see that's and that's why i mean i i don't want to act like i'm like the best interviewer ever but i also know that i'm not the worst and and you know the one of the things about me is like i read the stuff so that like we can just talk and we can have an organic conversation i think of topics to bring up sometimes but i'm not one my friends always freak out like when i when i interview like a big writer and i and i tell them i'm like oh my god this guy wrote batman and they're like oh what are you gonna ask him i'm like i don't come up with questions like that's it's fucking that's like that's that's for the plebs right this i i like i i talk and i go off of vibes right and but when the when there's dead air right and it's this is pre-recorded so like if if i say something awkward and no one says anything i could i could cut that out but when i do like the live <laughs> streams you got to be you know a little more creative sometimes and and so like i i, I dead air is like a, a huge fear of mine and when i feel the conversation slowing down like that's when i can hop in and be like okay so this part of the book when you you, when you did this let's talk about it and i just like when i found out that like and it's not just one or two there's a lot of people that do interviews that like don't research their guests and don't read and i'm just like how do you do that like part of me wanted to be jealous because i was like all the time i could save but also like i get to read awesome comic books all the time so like would i really want to not do that i don't but anyways and i think of you all in those situations a lot too because it's like you can't you can't i mean you could call them out but then you're going to be demonized for it right they're they're going to be like they'll be like oh my god sarah and leanna like just laid into this dude for not reading their books you know like oh my god can you believe they treated this host like that who's just like you know and they're always going to go after like the guest and not the host for being a shitty host i feel like to an extent but you know so you gotta you gotta kind of like 
smile through it and and answer the dull questions and and then and then it's on your shoulders right to like how can i spin this bullshit five minutes into a book sale like now i gotta do you know and 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 so like i think i commend you for having to do that sometimes and i just want you to know like i'm i think of you all when because i would want to call people out so but i would be like i'd be like well you know and and did you read issue two like there's that there's that moment at the start of issue two when this happens and then then just sit and watch and be like you know like (laughs) i would live for that shit but yeah Anyways, um, but yeah, so uh, uh, Vampire Slayer is is so great, and yeah, the 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 research and love of the culture. Also, like I would have been scared. Like that, that's a kind of uh, I don't want to say a hazardous fan base, but a very passionate fan base to where like like if you fucked up, they'll let you know. <laughs> you know, like they'll they'll, they'll come for you. Uh, it'll you know be, what? It'll... <laughs> I I was anticipating that. I was ready for that. But oh, the really? Buffy fandom has been so welcoming and kind and incredible i've gotten i mean of course i get like a few things here and there but like i've been on the internet for long enough that i've weathered much worse (laughs) and the comments i've gotten that have been negative have mostly been just like this isn't the vibe that i want which is Mm. fine not everybody wants the vibe i'm bringing um but i think the buffy fandom has been through battle the last decade or so and they've gone through so much that at this point a creator showing up who isn't uh bringing more for them to have to weather is probably quite exciting hopefully i can keep that up um and they've been so kind so welcoming i got to do a buffy signing at sdcc and every person who came through the line was passionate and kind and thrilled to get to share this thing that they love with someone who they were encountering for the first time it was wonderful that's uh, that's that makes me happy that that's good because so many times especially in comics like nerds are mean sometimes and then nerds are so angry too and it's just like what do you really especially now like there's yeah every superhero movie's not the greatest but we have superhero like a continuing like like a uh what's it called like the line when you're on a line and you're uh, making stuff i can't think of the word uh oh the, like an assembly line is that you have an assembly line of comic book movies that and, and like disney shows and it's it's just it's non-stop and it, like if, whatever you want you can find it like in or outside of the books and there's so many comic books right now both indie crowdfunding big two big five the in, you know the bigger indie stuff and it's just like it's crazy that I feel like you have to try to be mad in this industry a lot as a, as, not as a creator and you creators do a lot of shit. And especially from like weirdness and from publishers and stuff. And, and I, I know that there are big critiques and things that the industry needs to work on, but as consumers, it's just like, it's like, really? Like we are living in a great time to be a nerd and everybody just wants to get mad about it. But I'm, I'm glad that they, they welcomed you with, with open arms, because like I said, like the, I thought the vibes were there. The, the celebration of the fandom was there. You really understood the characters. And, and like I said, there, the, there's going to be four trades that you all can check out. Three are out now. Volume four comes out December 20th. So you can pre-order it, get yourself a nice little Christmas present. And speaking of top tier cover artists, I don't want to take any of the of the spotlight away from Liana, but for just a second, Skylar Patridge did the cover for volume four. And it, it's it's a very, very nice, it's a very nice cover. So you got that to look forward to um on the on the upcoming trades. And, and again, I really encourage anybody who's ever had an interest in Buffy or if you like it's it's also just a great vampire comic. Uh, which so I mean, dip your toe in the water. Pick up volume one. It's what's it? Fifteen bucks isn't gonna make you homeless. It's not gonna put you in a cardboard box outside getting rained on. Get volume one. Check it out. Tell us what you thought about it. Like that's uh, that's the goal, right? And then Liana has a cool new book coming. Um, from I I told Mad Cave likes my show a lot, and they hit me up. They were like, "Do you want to interview Liana?" And I was like, "I'm interviewing Liana next week. What do you want from me?" And they were like, "They were like, oh, can you talk about?" And I was like, yeah, I'll talk about the new book. Uh, but yeah, so you are doing uh, America Between Worlds with uh, Matthew Ehrman. And it's it's mm-hmm. it's a whole graphic novel. Um, yep. And that comes out right October 11th, as long as no paper delays or diamond weirdness, right? Should come out sometime in October 11th or sometime in October. Uh, and I've got to read a little bit of this. 
and it is why it's okay it's wild in that it's not wild it's so human but it's there the characters are, are there's so many non-human characters like the the character designs that you came up with and drew and popular oh i actually book. uh lisa Stroll actually did the character designs for the uh there's like three or four main characters. oh really oh cool yeah originally lisa was co-writing with uh matthew and then he finished the rest of the book Okay. It was uh, slated to be like a single issue series, and then we they changed it to a graphic novel. Oh. We started this in 2020. Oh wow! Um, so I actually drew that in 2020 through 2022. Okay, all right. right well, before I did Know Your Station. Oh, nice, nice. Oh, well, okay. Yeah. So the the character designs are still great, but your your line work is impeccable and like all the all the the, the care the, these these different beings that you bring to life like i was thinking like when they go to the when they go to the monster club and there's like the the mm -hmm. dj with the tv head and then like all these different like species and aliens and and it's the the whole premise is very interesting because it's just it's this kind of love story about like this this couple uh Mariko and rim have to break up because she has to she can't get this visa she needs mm -hmm. this visa to date her boyfriend and it's so it's so aloof and quirky because like you know initially the gravity of the situation doesn't weigh in on the on the characters really right because it's just like there's like a little bit of hope but also like rim is very upbeat and and like very focused on the positive to, you know and, and so it's just like we're together now that's what matters and it's like but we won't be together later and so it's, just, yeah. it's very like i said very human problems um well not that we need visas to be like in love with each well i mean i guess depending on on where you're from in america they'll they'll ship your ass out uh you know for less of a reason but uh anyway, well that's a whole different deal but you know what i'm saying like it's a very like a, a cute love story with intriguing characters and lots of humor uh and and just very very human human emotions with with not human looking people and again like i just i got like it looked like you were having a lot of fun in this which is good because you had a lot to draw if you weren't having fun with it like this was a whole it was like 111 pages 110 something like it's it's a bit it's a nice yeah, it book. might be 120 I, I don't even remember at this point <laughs> and rebecca also colored that um who was on know your station oh nice nice yeah do you do you what do you think of that as someone with as a refined and and like known color palette as you do is it hard for you to relinquish that responsibility to a colorist or are you kind of like uh no like please help me like uh, this is a lot of work and any so help Rebecca, we both work so well together that nice. i've never i don't think i've ever sent her a note uh oh wow if i've been allowed to send notes you know mm. um i feel like she just gets me so i love collaborating with her and i'm so grateful that she was on new york station because she really made she made me look great so <laughs> can't complain yeah she that, made me look great for mariko too so yeah. She did. She the colors are just unbelievable that come out of that brain. Like I, I there's a real genius for story it's nice. movement through color. Yeah, it's always nice to like have someone's colors paired with like my cover because like we complement each other so well mm. that it's kind of like what you see is what you get. Yeah. Nice. And 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 what you see in all these books that we've talked about today is is some exceptional storytelling uh, just across the board. Um, and then and, and, and also I know I know like uh, kind of run out of time, but all, you can also get True Cult is out in trade finally that, that you can get. I know Phenomenal that was a big deal. Book. It's so good. That it's, and, and another like very just just abnormally weird but in the best way right uh and then i also loved like the way you campaigned for that like the what was the the stan satan shirts or the what read comics stan satan yes yep. like that was uh way cooler than my love more hate less read comics shirt that i sell like uh, the read comics stan satan is you know that's that's why you make the big bucks and i'm the podcaster though but that's that's fine i'll i will i will bow to greatness when i when i notice it but equally uh, valid messages <laughs> mm -hmm. uh, but I, I i loved the way you campaigned for that and i thought it was very cool that like idw picked up a crowdfunding book and and like made it brought it to a new audience and hopefully a bigger audience more people got to experience that because it they they didn't just drop the trade they re-released it as single issues right and then yes. dropped the trade yeah we extended it to five issues yep okay. and then um trade just came out last month 
Nice. See, everybody, you're so lucky on this episode because everything is is basically ready for you. Like there's the there's the vampire slayer trades, there's the know your station trades. Briefly mentioned it, but eat the riches in trade, and it's a fucking gnarly, gnarly book about the best kind of cannibalism. Cause like of course people with money taste better and have like reinvigorating bodily fluids. Well, blood. I don't I could have got weird for a second. Uh but, <laughs> But it's, that's uh, another another great read. There's all these trades are out. You you can go buy them and experience them. And then America will be out next month. And and I highly encourage you. Uh, it's in previews right now. You can pre-order that. Um, all please pre-order comic books, folks. It really helps people. Uh, it really helps the creators. It helps the publisher. It helps the comic book shop. It's just good for everybody. I don't know why we got to keep fucking begging you kids to pre-order these comic books. I'm like an old man standing on my front porch waving my cane around like you young little bastards you know like pre-order goddamn books anyway um pre-order well, goddamn books little, though i'll have a little motivation right now which is that barnes and noble once a year has an incredible pre-order sale where you can take half off pre-orders and that sale is happening right now as we're oh, wow. and i believe it's extending mm-hmm. through the release of this episode and you can uh you can order comic book trades through them nice so if you want half off go get half off yeah that's it i i love barnes and noble trades i i i like going there uh, i usually go there for manga like i go i'll go like browse around and try and find stuff that like is sold out online and i i uh, my buddy got me into it like go hitting up all the barnes and noble stores and like and then like buying oh, i love manga now i i, I it's so it's so gnarly I, i'm really into it uh but yeah anyways uh barnes and noble's awesome i i do like them it's I miss that sometimes like that feeling of like going into a bookstore. It's a very corporate bookstore still, but it's like that, that paper smell, you know, you know what I'm talking about? It, that, Absolutely. It, that smell. Like I oh, wish, yeah. that, I wish it was a candle. I wish it was a sensi or something that I could Absolutely. like burn in my house. Um, but okay. So I so appreciate both of you uh, being on the show. It's, it's been such an absolute blast. Thank getting you to for talk having to you. us. Uh, yeah, any honestly so anytime this was a, a real pleasure <laughs> uh, it, if any if you if you ever need anything from blake's buzz or, or if you got a new book coming out sometime uh, happy to have you one last question uh liana where's the best place to keep track of you on the internet these days to if you got like a newsletter or something to shout out yeah you can uh join cadence uh comic arts newsletter for any of my commissions or original art drops and you can join uh, my website, lianakangas.com, and also join my Patreon. My Patreon is the easiest way to get, you know, mail updates. So, and also mail, fun mail. Real mail, like physical real, real mail. stuff in the mailbox. Prints and stickers and fun stuff. Not that PDF shit. Awesome. That is, <laughs> everybody go sign up. Uh, Sarah, what about you? How do we keep track of you online? Go to sarahgailey.com and you'll find every single possible thing you could want. You can find all my work there. You can find the link to my newsletter, Stone Soup, where I share tons of original content and career updates and guest features from amazing authors. Um, and that's also where you'll find links to all my socials, which are currently up in the air because of the collapse of Twitter. <laughs> oh, my God. Don't get me started on that. Liana's got to go. We don't have time for that, Sarah. <laughs> yeah. I can't wait to Thank catch you up so again much soon, for- though. Yeah, yeah, thank it, you so much for having us, Blake. It, this was a real, a real it was blast. it was a blast. Honestly, like I love what you're both doing, and uh, just keep telling great stories. Keep being awesome people. Uh, comic books needs more people like you both. I mean that from the bottom of my heart. Uh, th- th- thank, thank you so much for giving me uh, part of your day to talk about your books. This is a really cool experience. We finally did it. We finally did <laughs> it. Yeah, yeah it, did. it happened. <laughs> <laughs> have a great day. Have, thank you you so too. Both of you have an awesome day. Thank you so much. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.